Hello, and welcome back to another episode of MCU Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Trey. I'm Jude. How are you doing, Trey? I am doing pretty fantastic. Um, at the time of this recording, I believe it was last week or the week before, uh, there was a uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars collection that had released for the Nintendo Switch. And I'm not going to lie, a lot of my free time has been going to reliving those memories of those old <laughs> Super Mario 64 games. Well, well, uh, at the time of this recording, I have still gone down the D&D rabbit hole. Uh-huh. Um I am I am currently working on the backstory of my character uh, for the game I'm playing and ready to make the plunge. I, I've been researching uh, virtual tabletops so I can run a game for my daughters and their friends. Um, and I think I've decided which one I'm going to go with. Uh, so I'm really pumped about that. That's so exciting. And one of my favorite things is, like, I love when people are, like, super into stuff because when we started recording or at least when we started getting on call, I had to go get up and get a different set of headphones because we had some technical issues. And when I came back, I could hear you listening to D&D stuff through, yeah, <laughs> through the yeah. microphone, which is great. <laughs> well, you know, I've gotten to where, and it was so funny, the video I was watching was a video that I already watched before. Uh-huh. For, for that show, Dimension 20, their DM, Brennan Lee Mulligan, the D20 is produced by uh, College Humor or the their streaming service Dropout. And I guess as I'm plugging them, I just... I can't get enough of that guy. Like he's he's his approach to what he does and the way he thinks about these things. Uh, he went to get his bachelor's in philosophy, which is like right up my alley. I'm really interested in philosophy and studying that. And but you can see how he brings that into his games when he when he's designing his games and DMing his games. So you know, in, in such a rich fantasy literary background, and being able to 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 throw all that stuff together and and he's his improv training like he used to teach improv is one of his jobs um so like he just all of that's rolled into it and it's just fascinating and to to listen to him talk and talk about the game in ways that i i wouldn't even have thought of you know just oh it's just this game it's a tabletop game but but you know the 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 thought that he puts into it and, and all the dms you know, on that round table, um, Deborah Ann Wall was one of them, you know, from, uh, Daredevil, uh, she DMs to that level. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fascinating to me. You know, the most extent that I have with Dungeons and Dragons is I played two different one shots, um, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. And I, I, I hope that at some point I get to go back to playing cause it was, it was an incredible experience both times I played, but I was just a player in both examples. And even then, just being in the moment as a player, Mm -hmm. the amount of, like, stress of trying to come up with everything on the fly was hard. I can't imagine what it's like for a DM who has to do that for an entire universe that they're weaving for all the players. Yeah. So as you're talking about this idea of the psychology and, like, weaving these stories, like, it's... I have a massive amount of respect for the people that can do it. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I'm kind of nervous because, like, I want to do it for the kids... And and I, and like, I feel like okay, it'd be easy to railroad them, you know. Um, and well, and, if, and those of you not familiar, railroading is the idea of like I have my story, I have my campaign, and you kind of put them on that track and go down that way. And it's not uh, versus a sandbox where you just truly just open world, and I and the DM kind of narrates the whole thing. 
And my part of me is like, well, man, little kids with their imaginations, maybe that's going to be really hard to railroad and they're not going to do what I expect. So I, I'm really nervous about doing it. Uh, but I'm also just excited about about the chance. Um, and the mm-hmm. girls are into it. Like they're getting excited. They're, when can we do this? When can we do this? Uh, so so I'm in. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sounds like it'd be really, really fun. So. But, you know. Speaking of one-shots, today's episode, we thought it'd be fun to kind of take a little dive into Marvel's one-shots. Now, if you don't know, Marvel used to do this thing with the home release versions of their movies. They would have a bonus feature that had a Marvel one-shot, which we were going to kind of run down some of the ones that they had, because I believe they have one, two, three, four, five total. Mm so just a, we'll just kind of back and forth, just a brief overview. Uh, the first one that they put out was called The Consultant. Uh, it featured uh, Coulson and Sitwell as they were kind of having these conversations in a diner. Uh, basically, it kind of flushed out some more of the interim between the Incredible Hulk and, I believe, the Avengers, and basically detailing how they got the Hulk or how they invited the Hulk to become part of the Avengers. Right. Uh, the next one, 2011, a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer. Uh, this was set before the events of Thor. Um, and it features Coulson, where he stops at this gas station on his way to, you know, uh, checking out hammers. So I guess it's the end credit scene of Captain America First Avenger, where we see Thor's hammer in the desert. Um, and he stops at this gas station, and these robbers try to rob the gas station and Coulson reveals himself to be a badass, <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and takes out the, the would be robbers. Mm-hmm. And just a little bit of note reveals himself to be a badass, but remains the lovable person that he is. Yes. Um, yes. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, from there in, uh, 2012, we got item 47, uh, just as a bit of a transparency here, in preparation for this episode, Jude and I both ran into issues of trying to find these uh, available online, uh, which w- proved to be an impossible task. So I'm going off memory and some some summary descriptions here. Um, item 47 seemed to feature um, a couple that ends up finding part of the Chitari weapons from the Avengers, uh, and they end up getting into some shenanigans with those weapons. Um and of course, things do not go out uh, as intended. So the next one shot we have is Agent Carter from 2013. This one was an interesting one because this one was like setting MCU wise. It's a year after Amer- uh, Captain America First Avenger. But this one shot in particular was setting up the TV show Agent Carter, uh, which I think mm-hmm. is on Disney Plus. We might need to add this to our review playlist and think about that uh but it, it sets up to yeah but it sets up Haley atwell's characters uh peggy carter as she's this analyst um not doing really the field work she wants and a message comes in and she i guess intercepts it and goes out and single-handedly saves the day and explains you know she gets reprimanded for doing so uh, explains why she did it but then uh, Howard Stark uh, ends up making Peggy Carter the newly co-head of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that, you know, is how they kicked off her TV show. Yeah, a lot of these did feel like they were backdoor pilots. Uh, 
attempts to to get it. I mean, obviously, the first few that we talked about featured Coulson. We got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. This one featured uh, Agent Carter. We got the Agent Carter TV show, uh, which is on Disney Plus, by the way. I wanted to confirm that. It, I saw it the other day. Yeah. Um, and, um, but yeah. So from there, uh, we have in 2014, All Hail the King. Um, this one featured Trevor Slattery, who, as we find out in Iron Man 3, reveals himself not to be the Mandarin we thought him to be, but more an actor. He was being used in this ploy to kind of fake um, this terrorism scenario. And so this one shot features him in prison. Um, and the entire crux of that one shot is revealing that the real Mandarin is upset with Trevor Slattery for using his image to his own benefit. And that's kind of like the cliffhanger that they leave us on for that one. Mm-hmm. Now, a couple of things before we go much further. After, like you said, the consultant was 2011. And you have Jasper Sitwell. This one shot, because of Jasper Sitwell, go back and you see it. Or, or, or even if you don't, you know, it's kind of hard to find these now if you don't have them on the DVDs. But it has a really different tone of Jasper Sitwell, knowing that he's Hydra. You know, mm-hmm. um, knowing that in Shang-Chi, when that comes out, the Mandarin is going to be in it. I'm I'm really curious of how they're going to wrestle with, you know, the continuity of Iron Man 3, but also this, like what they're going to do with this one shot here. Yeah. As an aside, uh, it's so funny. I think something we wanted to kind of like touch on here is, again, these are very difficult to find online because to my understanding, they're only available either on the, the associated Blu-rays that uh, they accompanied in their initial release or... If you buy the digital version, not rent, because I've already made that mistake, if you buy the the digital version, you get it as an extra. Or finally, uh, I believe you mentioned in the Phase 2 collector set, they were all on a standalone disc uh, right. that you could watch them all that way. Right. Uh, the Yeah, Phase 2 collector disc. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we looked that up, and that was about, was in the $50 to $60 range. Uh-huh. Um, and man, I that's a hard buy. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, and and only because of Disney Plus, like they're all going to be on their Disney Plus. If you already own all the DVDs, to go buy the collector set, um, and I'll, I'm surprised the one shots aren't. We're gonna have to hashtag that get Marvel moving. Like I don't mm-hmm. know how that's not on Disney Plus. So you know we because we talked about this that it's so funny to us that we because you and I both own I think all the Blu-rays for the movies that these are associated with but it's interesting to see how in this streaming world that we're living in now that barrier of entry that we had to just go dig out the Blu-rays put them in the Blu-ray player and navigate through the menus uh, find it and watch it for each individual one and having to swap out those discs I'm a little ashamed it, it was it was so not daunting but the barrier of entry was so high inconvenient that we just didn't do it we meant more of like this overview of the one shots and so that kind of led us into this idea of feeling like these one shots were a precursor to what the disney plus shows will end up being right and to kind of like tie that in together like i I agree with you yeah I, i hope that these at some point will make their way over to the disney plus shows because right now it it feels like they're kind of in this in-between zone as, as silly as it sounds because of our own laziness it feels like they're in this in-between zone where like i question how many people actually know they exist and whether or not they will still hold weight as continuity 
but as I'm thinking about them and, and we, we just listed them through all of them deal with main characters. Uh, well, I guess mm-hmm. item 47, I don't think deals with main characters, but the rest of them do. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. 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 Item 47 is the only one that doesn't deal with main characters. So if I'm so not like, mistaken, I do believe Colson shows up in item 47. So it still has that tie. Right. It does have that tie, but like the consultant though, they're talking about a connection to the end tag of Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. you know, where Robert Downey Jr. shows up. Well, and I guess that's part of it, right? But it's that mix of where Thunderbolt Ross wants to start this team and they're looking just to a way to make him not want to do it. And in particular, using the abomination, you know, mm-hmm. and so that that back and forth between them is is a big part of that one shot you know mm-hmm. so yeah so it's it's in other words it's clearly tied to the the main continuity a funny thing that happened on the way to thor's hammer it's like it's clearly tied to the continuity right it's colson stopping and what happened on the way to thor's hammer like literally he's made and then you know, Agent Carter fleshes out that story. But the main, the other one I wanted to talk about is like All Hell the King, because this one is kind of a retcon of the movie. Yeah. And really, I was trying to find concrete information on this because this came out in what, in 2014? Iron right. Man was in 2013. I wonder how much of this was just a Band-Aid on the public perception of Iron Man 3. Because we've talked about it before. You and I both enjoy it. Uh, Not necessarily the case for the general audience with Iron Man 3. It's often cited as the weaker of the MCU films. Yeah. So it it does kind of feel like All Hell the King is a response to the people who are unhappy with it. But moving a little bit more ahead with with this idea of Shang-Chi, the Mandarin is supposed to play a part in that. And it's got to wrestle this continuity that's already been set with Iron Man 3 in this one shot. But honestly, again, I would reckon that the general audience doesn't know about these one shots. And so we've already talked about how the Disney Plus shows are going to be threading that needle about continuity versus necessity. Right. And with, I don't know, like with this one shot, like I'm trying to think like, do I want it to still be considered as part of the canon or would I want Shang-Chi to not be burdened by it? Because at the end of the day, it feels too important to have this reveal of the Mandarin actually being out there to be relegated to a DVD bonus material. Hmm. But see, I don't know how you... Sounds crazy. Do we bring Trevor Slattery back? I, I emotionally yes because he was amazing. Yeah, well, well, and I'm, yeah, I, I'm with you on there, but but like, okay, so if you think about Iron Man three, right, and uh-huh. you find out you have that bait and switch, he's not the Mandarin, and it's mm-hmm. Guy Pierce's character, and he and he has that awkward "I am the Mandarin" kind of reveal, and but then dies at the end. You know, it, it's so weird. Like, as if you didn't quite believe us, you know, ah, I'm going to do this last bit. Uh, not that I'm going to review this movie right now, but, but, <laughs> but like, but like you had that, right? And so if you have the Mandarin in, in this other movie, you're clearly stating, okay, this wasn't the Mandarin. Mm-hmm. To, to justify that in the continuity, I feel like it's a help to lean into the one shot. Mm-hmm. You know, but but I'm with you. I don't know how many people are aware 
that those exist. You know, it feels like Shang-Chi is already going to have to do the work. Because even if, okay, let's say that All Hell the King remains canon. Mm -hmm. Even if that's the case, Shang-Chi is still going to have to do the legwork of prepping the audience to know that the Mandarin Iron Man 3 wasn't the real Mandarin. So whether or not they beholden themselves to the one shot is irrelevant because the work still got to be there. So wouldn't it be better to just kind of like cut that tie and just be free to do whatever is more beneficial to Shang-Chi, not necessarily the all hell the king one shot or am i talking in circles no you're not i'm just i'm just i'm just surprised we're going down this road that they're gonna rise of skywalker the the one shot put that dark (laughs) spirit on the mcu (laughs) i love how there's this slow seething reveal of how much i hate rise of skywalker (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i mean and you know my feelings. I wasn't a fan of the last Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. But like, you know what? You made it. Yes. Deal with it. Like, mm-hmm. make the next movie. Deal with the deal with those consequences. And they and they were retconning it. You know, you know, uh-huh. in, in a lot of ways. And so I'm wondering, these exist. These one shots exist. And and I don't mean to see like we've discovered these things that nobody else knows about, right? I mean, clearly, I feel like Marvel. Fans like us know. Mm-hmm. General audience knows no, you know they don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so you have that. Who are you catering to? And for I think for the fans like us, uh, the, like and I mean truly like they really are, are into this. Um, you know, listening to this podcast, making the podcast, and, and all that. It does feel like you're retconning away. Uh, not just the one shots, but even the story you built in Iron Man three. Yeah. Like if, if you don't acknowledge the one shots, you know, to, or at least for me, cause that's, that exists. It's a part of it. I've watched it as a part of this world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's funny how it feels like these one shots are caught between being backdoor pilots or as we're kind of, theorizing here precursors to the Disney Plus show. If they do go to this route where it remains canon, one of the ways that it feels like the precursor is because they're right back to having to thread that needle. Because you're, you're right. Do you cater to the general audience or do you cater to the fans that are making a podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe slash downloading a podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Or if you go the other route where it does feel like a precursor to the Disney Plus shows, they both have that same responsibility of being pertinent without being necessary for the general audience. So it's additive without having to be baggage for the future moving forward. Well, you know what? And man, as I think about the Disney plus shows and we talk about threading that needle after watching the WandaVision trailer and thinking about that, I don't know if they're trying to thread that needle. Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, if they're going to take that, like if they're going to take that and and again I'm I'm using this train of thought to circle back to the one shots and my argument for them if they're going to use WandaVision that connects to Doctor Strange 2 and if pushing Black Widow has a direct impact on Falcon and Winter Soldier because of their connections I don't feel like they're threading that needle of saying it's okay if you don't watch these shows and mm-hmm. if that's the direction they're going to take 
go the full nine, acknowledge your one shots because they're great. I love them. (laughs) (laughs) I really feel like I'm playing the devil's advocate here because, I mean, I did enjoy them, too. I'm just it's fun to think about uh, what they're going to do with them. Well, we we talk about the, the immersive world that is the MCU and, you know, one of our in tags. I think it's so funny. We got, I don't remember how many episodes in until we brought up the N-Tag, and I'm not even sure how many people knew we did N-Tags. Um, <laughs> but one of our N-Tags was you called Scarlet Johansson Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. If you remember that. And and we laughed, but, but your response was like, that's how real this feels to me. Right. You know, it, it was just so natural to say that, which, I mean, well, Scarlet Johansson doesn't play Scarlet Witch, but like, but like I get it. Like, like the, the how natural that feels. I think things like the one shot or imagining, you know, like you said, like like the Iron Man and Spider-Man swinging and flying together Mm -hmm. in the, in the trailer, but wasn't in the movie. You're like, well, that existed. They did that because I saw it in the trailer. I didn't have to see it in the movie for it to say that didn't happen. Right. Right. And, and I feel that way about the one shots, except it was truly intentionally part of the story. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why it's like, like, I, I, I don't want those retconned out. Um, and I'd love to see Disney Plus, see them more acknowledged. OK, you're winning my devil's advocate back over. But I, I, I think you're making a great point. If they're going to keep them, they do need to come over to the Disney Plus side of things so that the general audience can be a little bit more informed on it. Not necessarily that that's going to happen, but you lower that barrier of entry and more people will be familiar with them. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, to, to just kind of, I think, finally tie that knot between how they feel like precursors, you know, I've talked about it before. One of the things that I love about the Disney Plus show idea, we're yet to see it play out, but what I have a feeling is that these shows are going to be able to flesh out these characters in a way that the movies never could. Right. And that is what the one-shot's purpose were. Um, think about how for the first, what, three of them, the connective tissue was Agent Coulson. Mm-hmm. And for so much of phase one, he was the connective tissue, obviously, until his fate in the Avengers. But his presence was felt throughout that entirety of the phase. So those one shots take that same ambition of of connecting the world. That's exactly what it feels like the Disney Plus shows are doing, too. So yeah. it just feels like that's taking the next step there. Yeah, we, we're doing a podcast. I'm sitting here nodding my head at you like an agreement and like no one sees it. Um, so but the yeah, true like, fans see it. Well, like, so like at the end of Iron Man two, somewhere in there when Coulson leaves, like his last set of lines of Iron Man two is like, I got a thing to do. And I think he says Arizona, right. Or New Mexico. Um, like he actually says, I'm going here, um, which was New Mexico. And then you get the one shot of him on his way to New Mexico. So like it, it fills in that story of when he leaves Iron Man and then when he shows up. And, and you just get all those little interactions that, yeah, like the, the it's it, which really is impressive to me now because the Disney Plus shows as a TV show is definitely long form storytelling, so you really get to flesh out a character, and and so as I'm saying this, just to see how much they were able to accomplish with a one shot, at least from my experience of it. And fleshing out those little details that that really rounded out the, the scene, you know. Um, again, going back to Sitwell, like you see that interaction between him and Coulson, they seem like they work together a lot. They seem tight. And he he turned out to be Hydra, 
Right. How did was wait? Uh, boom! Mind blown. Coulson wasn't in Winter Soldier. No. How was he not in Winter Soldier? Because he was dead in the Avengers. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Damn, Agents of Shield. <laughs> Look, you gave me the pass on Rose McGowan. You okay, can, we can cut this out if you want. <laughs> okay, no, 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 don't like, because well, all at that time I'm watching Agents of Shield. Yeah, and he's like, okay. Well, I mean, to go out, on I this changed my mind you, completely. I, I'm gonna, I'm, I want to, I'm going to Sunshine of a Spotless Mind, Agents of Shield from me. So, okay. <laughs> Look who's pulling a Skywalker now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I'll go out on this limb with you, which, spoilers for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which, Marvel podcast, I think I'm okay here. The general consensus is that when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got good is when it linked up with Winter Soldier. So I can see how you can make right. that feeling of, like, you know, Agent Coulson's there. I mean, he's he's alive. We found out that he yeah. lived on past Avengers. Yeah. So, yeah, I can totally see that. But Yeah. Yeah, because it did. Like, I remember I was so excited about that. Watched the first half. You know, and it's like, oh, okay. And then it's like, oh, finally, this... it's going to connect with Thor of the Dark World. And it was like, oh, it was a cleanup scene in the first 10 mm-hmm. minutes of the episode. But then mid-season finale is like, oh, this is getting good. And then with Winter Soldier, it all hell breaks loose. Like, it got really good. But yeah, so somewhere in the back of my head, I guess they tricked me into thinking Coulson was alive. I hope this isn't a preview of how things get confusing in a Disney Plus world. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Man, I when we when we pitched this episode, if you would have told me I came out of this becoming the devil's advocate, I would not have believed it, but here we are. <laughs> My true feelings are coming out. So yeah, with that being said, I think uh, you know, one of the next kind of questions we were mulling over with the Marvel one shots is um do you think that the one shot should be continued? I think that's an obvious yes on my part because I, mm-hmm. I feel like they flesh out the stories, you know, like they, they, they add that little, and especially when you consider some of the characters, it was the connective tissue type characters, you know, the Colsons, the Sitwells, uh, agent Carter is, I mean, she had her own show and I don't want to, to like downplay agent Carter, to like the connective tissue character, but but if you think about outs, outside of the Captain America first Avenger, the way in which she showed up in Winter Soldier, Civil War, Endgame, you know, it is a connective tissue kind of character, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and... That's what Agent Carter gave you. It gave like kind of the the beginnings of Shield, mm-hmm. you know. And so when you have this kind of immersive world, and well, like so, for one of the things I loved about the the Star Wars Clone Wars cartoons, um, and even Star Wars Rebels, but Star Wars Clone Wars is that it's so good at world building, you know, and and showing you all the different planets and all the different star systems and all of that stuff and do really good job of world building. Um, that I'll be honest, I don't think Mandalore, the Mandalorian as a show did a good job of world building. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what the one shots 
that that's the purpose of those one shots of giving you all those little details outside of the larger story and and it makes the world rich and full and i just would love to see more of that yeah i guess i should have seen my devil's advocate coming because this is this is i'm going to kind of briefly read what my notes were um you know i'm glad that they exist but ultimately i don't think they accomplish what they set out to do i mean because they are meant to expand the universe but so far it feels like they've been of little consequences um, because we've already seen that the, some of these were backdoor pilots for TV shows, but even those TV shows have kind of gone on to be like this in-between state about whether or not they're canon. And when I think about it, like you said, so much of the connective tissue with Coulson or even S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, or even, I mean, with Agent Carter who founded S.H.I.E.L.D., both of those are gone in the MCU. So it seems like it would be hard to come up with smaller scale stories that would be worth the development for a one-shot. Especially if a lot of that development went to being supplemental features on the DVDs, it feels like it feels like if they're going to have those smaller scale stories, it's going to go towards something like Disney Plus. So I don't, I just, I can't see what they would mm-hmm. do scale wise that would justify being supplemental material on the DVD when we're already seeing. I mean, look how we came into this this podcast. We both didn't want to dig out our DVDs for the for the one shots like. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. Hold on. Tap the brakes on that. What? That, I think, is a function of of how technology has changed and the DVDs are much more inconvenient uh-huh. than they were before. Right. You know, it's like, it's like, yeah, I own this movie. At one time, it's, I own this movie on VHS, but I got to rewind it. I'm just going to go buy the DVD. <laughs> I don't ever have to rewind it. Right. Uh-huh. And and then now once you get it full on streaming and literally like you just hit play on the remote or your phone or whatever you're going to stream it on. And it's I mean, it's laziness. I'm going to admit on my part where um, it's like I don't want to get the DVD out yeah. and put it in the player and and all of this stuff like like it's it's truly a matter of convenience. So I don't think that not wanting to dig it out for the one shot is a knock on the one shot. OK, well, let me. Let me say maybe this is me being too married to the idea of the one shot being on the DVD. But I think at the core of it, like, I guess I don't know what the difference is between if it's on the Disney Plus, if it why wouldn't they just go the full the full series? So I I guess and maybe this could also be just me and my general lack of comic book knowledge of like not knowing how they could bring those characters in for small stories. But well, I would say I would say I would say the reason why you don't go a full series is that's not its purpose. Like, I mean, when you consider the the series we're getting mm-hmm. right on Disney Plus, these are big characters. I mean, we're getting Loki, we're getting Wanda, Wanda and Vision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Miss Marvel, She Hulk, um, rumored Moon Knight. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you're getting Fury now. Um, Hawkeye introducing um, Kate Bishop, you know, by, by Haley Steinfeld. So like, like you're getting like big characters that deserve their own stories that will transition into movies mm-hmm. and and vice versa. Whereas all the one shots here, well, I mean, outside of the Trevor Slattery one, right? 
they're not and it well no I'd even say Trevor Slattery and I'm just kind of giving that one a pass being Ben Kingsley they're not the main character right Mm -hmm. and so we're getting a glimpse into these side characters that kind of build that world Um, and notice item 47 it's two people that live in that world but two new characters we've never seen before Mm -hmm. or again and that's okay because like those people exist in this world if we want it to be an immersive world you know Mm -hmm. Um, so so in that sense like I'm okay with it not being a show because it's 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 filling out or or filling in um, those other little story elements Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't need a whole series to show. I mean, you get to know a lot about Coulson and it kind of fills in a small gap of him getting to New Mexico like that. That would be really cool. Like you could do a one shot of a lot of different minor side characters that would really flesh out that world. In fact, when we get to question of the week, one of my two ideas, I think I'm going to convince you. Okay, I'm excited to see if you can, because I, I, I should have known I was coming down hard based on the way my notes are written. But yeah, I think I need to be convinced. So I'm excited to see your answer. But to to kind of put a cap on it, because I I think you're right. You've had a a, a good uh, rebuttal of where I was going. I guess I have to do. I have to reflect on what the difference is of what I would want out of a one shot versus a Disney Plus show. So. But yeah, you. I think you won me over on that. Cool. Uh, so that's our episode this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just call it there. <laughs> um, Thank you, Nick Sandy, and good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so, you know, again, this is one of those episodes where our question of the week does tie in uh, pretty directly to what we were talking about. So. You know, that wraps up for our general discussion, but let's go ahead and get into the question of the week. Also, actually, I just thought of this. This was your question. Would you like to ask it? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> I would not. Okay, I'll ask it. Well, but, well because only because, like, I feel like I know, like, like I just said, like, I'm going to convince you. I feel like my pitch is going to convince you. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think you should ask it. Okay, cool. All right. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get into the question of the week. So, Jude... If they bring back the one shot, what would you want it to focus on or what would you want it to be about? Okay, so I have th- three. Okay. Okay. The first two, uh, no, actually, let me save those two. Um, one one shot that I would love to see would be, and, and I circle back to Ant-Man and Luis and, and all of them. Uh-huh. I, I would love to see them do like a one shot of like during the heist in Ant-Man, uh-huh. but like of one of the guards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like one of the guards, like in the place, and the and and like him, just like completely failing miserably, right? And and so it's almost like it kind of undoes that like they were really good at breaking in, uh, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. But like, just show that like kind of from that perspective. Um, I don't know why that just seems to be funny to me. Um, the other two, and there's two specific characters I'd love to see them kind of flesh out because again, that whole world building thing. I would love to see Daniel Pudi's character's like job interview or like his day leading up to that point where Cap shows up, you know, um, and Dean and uh, Dean Pelton's 
like job interview getting into or like him like in the lab trying to invent the hot dog you're winning me over oh man like like that sounds like, really like, good. It, it, like i don't need a disney plus show of that yeah but like like you have that and it was such a small part of there but it's such a memorable part you know that, that yeah i would love to see a one shot of those things yeah that would be really good especially yeah. the danny one yeah or maria hill you know, um, kind of flesh out a little bit of like what she was doing mm-hmm. in, in there. And it, that would be really neat to see as well. So now you've been playing devil's advocate on this ish. I, I mean, devil's advocate implies you agree with me and you're just playing the other side, but I don't feel like you were agreeing with me and playing the other side. So I, yeah. What about you? If they bring back the one shot, you know, what would you want it to focus on or be about? So I have two non-traditional answers, but in the slow winning me over that you've done in this last bit of the podcast one just came to mind which i think would be kind of impossible because of budgetary reasons and contracts and whatnot Mm -hmm. but one of the things that i've kept seeing thrown around on on the forums a lot is how people would want this as either like a feature film or like a disney plus series and i keep thinking like the idea is cool but i can't see that being flushed out as an entire thing like i'm honestly not that interested but as a one shot i think it could work but cap returning the stones. I think that would be Okay. I think that would be kind of like a fun one shot. It doesn't have to be super long, just like a quick you know, little run yeah. through what that would have been like. But of course, like getting right. Chris Evans back would be hard. Mm-hmm. Um so again, the non traditional answer, if they were to come back, something that I saw thrown around that I think would be kind of cool, especially paired with some of the ideas that you were throwing out there, is that much like how Pixar handles the shorts that they put before their movies, I think it would be right. kind of interesting to put these one-shots before the featured films um, in the theater. That's a good idea. The only problem is it, it feels a lot e- – like it feels like the Pixar shorts get a pass because it's – it's more geared towards the audience and it feels like there's more variants of quality that could go with putting it before the films and like getting you ready for it, yeah. especially when some of them are almost three hours long. Yeah. Well, and the, the thing about some of those Pixar ones though, um, like even going back to the first one with the little, the, their, that's part of their logo. Now the guy, the little lamp uh-huh. bouncing, like they're doing those also to like innovate and break new technology. Right. You know, so yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think I'm going to get some flag for this answer. But if they were to bring him back, something that I would want it to focus on, it, I think I'd be more interested in seeing kind of like video documentaries of like the behind the scenes process of the making of the film. Uh, we saw Star Wars do stuff like that with The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. And to me, I would like to see mm-hmm. that be the focus of one shots. Again, that mm-hmm. was with the idea that I felt like Disney Plus could cover that gap. But I think you've you've won me over. So I don't know if that answer fits as yeah. well as it did. Yeah. Now I'd like to see those and kind of like the the documentary making of they did a Mandalorian. Uh-huh. Like I, like I, I. Oh my gosh! What a gift if they do that for Wandavision. Oh or yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, like man, I'm I would love it. Uh-huh. Um, but I think in the context of what we've been talking about. I don't know if documentary is the same thing as a one shot. Yeah. <laughs> I think when I was writing my notes, there was a part of me that was thinking like, oh, I think I'm going to win Jude over, but I think you won me over on this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah. So like, I, I don't know, just all of that, you know, I mean, there's just so many characters that like you could pull into and, and just kind of see like what happens, uh, you know, what do they do? And just, it'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe one day it'll come back. Kevin Feige has our Twitter. He's going <laughs> to, Kevin, it's coming. Kevin Feige, a diehard MC, you need to know a fan. He could just never say it. Uh, <laughs> we know but of course if you'd like to chime in on this episode with your thoughts on the Marvel one shots or to answer the question of the week about what you would like to see the one shots focus on you can always reach us at MCU need to know on Twitter and Instagram or if you'd like to write us an email MCU need to know at gmail.com and while you're online uh, take a moment go ahead and leave us a rating and a review it's a tr- big help for us apple podcast anywhere you get your podcast we want the feedback we want to improve to make a better product for you um, and share with a friend yeah we'd also like to give a special shout out to nick sandy for the use of the theme song which is his rendition of the avengers theme Uh, if you'd like to find more of his original work you can find the link to his soundcloud in the description all right that's gonna do it thank you so much for listening and thank you for doing this dude thank you trey we'll see you all next week That you're gonna oh, edit yeah, out. That, that could be an in tag, and even the ghost, like you said, you're gonna cut some of it, cut some of that down. Uh huh. You could probably the stuff you cut down add back into as an in tag. Okay. Yeah. So so we have some options. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I might have an in tag for this episode. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, there, because I always ask, are we ready to go? Right before we jump into the episode, and I asked that this time, but we hadn't recorded or synced up yet, and it would have been hilarious to me if we would have gotten midway through the episode before realizing we weren't recording. Because <laughs> <laughs> I briefly forgot about it. <sighs> yeah. Recording is important for podcasts. Eh, who needs it? Yeah, you know what? I'm just here to talk to you, Trey. <laughs> this is some quality one-on-one time between cousins. <laughs> You all are not invited. (laughs) I guess we should cancel our collaborative things then. (laughs) Now we got an intag. And the thing about these intags, they're not forced. It's not like we look for ways to screw up to do them. We just naturally screw up. <laughs> okay. That's, oh, my God. Uh, again, I keep talking about this idea of how the audience will never know how quiet we get before we jump into the welcome to another episode of. Yeah. And it's it's so funny to me how often these end tags are me trying. We're like, we're trying to get quiet. And then we have one last thought that just turns into a giggle fest between the both of us. <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> Center. <laughs> are you are, we, are you serious? <laughs> okay, I'm good. I, no, I'm okay. Not. Hold on. Well, this explains why you're giggling so many times when we start episodes now. <laughs> they see behind that curtain. Okay, I'm good. Okay. <clears throat>